Welcome to Views from the World Tree. On today's episode, we peel away what the man wants us to believe, and we talk about what is really going on at Denver International Airport. Buckle up, because tonight is Conspiracy Night. And now, on with the show. I love it. Where'd you get all the stock footage? Uh, it's a conspiracy video that United Airlines put out. <laughs> this is awesome. Sorry. Um, yeah, one of the reasons to join us live. Get to see cool, like, visual stuff that I play yeah. around with. Because uh, Adam is an amazing graphic artist. Uh, he will not uh, well. toot his own horn, so I will toot it for him. <clears throat> that sounded dirty. Let's not go there. <laughs> oh, I'm in I, a mood tonight. I said something the other night when I was playing games with some friends, uh, and they just stopped and went, "You know, out of context, that has a lot of sexual innuendo to it." I'm like, "Oh, d- dang it! Now I got I can't get that <laughs> out of my head." Just so, <laughs> so apparently, I am full of innuendo, and I don't understand what I'm saying half the time. That's all right. I'm not, and I don't understand what I'm saying half the time either. So, <laughs> all right. I guess we'll start off with our uh, with our news. Oh, yes, I see. Good news, everyone. This week, I have been isolated because of this little virus called Corona. Um, hasn't been too bad. I. Just very sleepy all the time. I feel like I have probably slept seventy percent of the uh, of the week, but things are turning around. I'm feeling better. I uh, am not coughing as much until I lay down, and all that. Stairs are still hard for me, though. Going up and down stairs, I still have to catch my breath for like twenty minutes, as if I just ran a mile or something. Um. Yeah, so that's been my week. Super exciting. Been catching up on reading and watching the Olympics, which kicked off technically two days ago is when the broadcast started, but I think they started in for real today. Yeah, <clears throat> fun. I think, yeah, I think the opening ceremony is supposed to be today sometime. But So uh, so you caught the caught the Rona any ideas on where that came from or uh tell you the truth I mean, it could come work, from anywhere it, right it's been we've been people have been like dropping like flies for probably the last month and a half now so hopefully not actually dropping uh no everybody has <laughs> survived but uh no it's been Last week we had six or seven out, all from the same department. So it's just making its way around. But fun, <clears throat> yeah. My my family had been staying away from it. Um, my dad tested positive. I want to say a week ago. So we're assuming that obviously my mom will probably get it too. I think, and then my wife's family had it like a month ago, I think my wife and I are about the only ones that we know of that haven't gotten it yet. Like we have some friends here locally that their family all got it. Um, probably from like neighbor kids. So we're just kind (laughs) of trying to stay, keep our heads down and and stay, uh, uninfected. So, well, I hope, I hope everybody's good. If they caught, if they caught the same thing I caught. It it was very mild. It was actually, in my opinion, easier than a cold. Um, but I don't want to get dinged for misinformation or any of that stuff. So I'll say you should probably still try to avoid catching it. But I know my body fought it pretty well. Yeah, that's I, that's what I've heard from 
most everybody that's gotten this most recent one. I mean, my my parents are, you know, what in their late fifties, early sixties, and if it's mild for them, it's probably going to be mild for a lot of people. But if you're listening to this, still try and stay safe. Obviously, we don't know what the long term effects will be. Right. Anyway, <clears throat> I guess I should get on with my news before we go for too much longer. Well, I was going to say, now that we've covered what the man wants us to know, <laughs> what right. do you want us to know? <laughs> so I um, I have been playing World of Warcraft a little bit, so I've kind of been following the news closer. Um, and especially with the, the recent acquisition by Microsoft, I was, you know, it's in my uh, one of my daily topics I look at. And another big piece of news dropped. Um, it's been a few days now that World of Warcraft is adding cross-faction raids, dungeons, and other instanced content. Um, so basically what this means, um, in World of Warcraft, there's two different factions. There's the Horde and there's the Alliance. And they are mortal enemies. And for... Oh... 17 years now that the game has been out. Um, they have, you know, you can't play with players of the op opposing faction. If you, uh, you can't talk to them, you can't trade with them. If you're on a, a server that um, allows for player versus player combat, uh, then they are automatically hostile to you. You can attack each other on site. And this is something that people have been asking for for a while. You know, they say, well, I have friends that play on the Alliance or whatever. I would like to be able to go and run through a dungeon with them. And the team has always said, no, it's the Horde versus the Alliance is a core part of the, the game. Is that faction conflict? But uh, they said that they've reevaluated that and it's something that they're going to add. And not only that, but it's coming pretty soon. So not in the, the next patch, not in 9.2, but in 9.2.5. So it'll actually be in the current expansion. Nice. I mean, story-wise, it kind of makes sense, considering you guys have kind of entered the uh, what happens when your character dies and are now fighting something together. Um, I think you're still doing that. I guess I haven't. I haven't played for a while, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's kind of the thing that happens at the end of every patch or at the end of every expansion, right? There's some big bad threat that they have to band together to fight. They're, they're not forcing it on you. So like if you are creating a raid group or something as the leader, you can choose if you want to allow cross-faction or not. So, And in the open world, it's not, uh, nothing's changing there. And I wonder if it's because of the amount of players that left um, during some of the scandals that we had over the summer. Because um, I picked up Final Fantasy Online. I renewed my subscription on that. for I bought a 60-day game card, and they gave me an extra 30 days free, which was awesome. But um, I noticed when I log into that, there's queue times again. I've never had queue times in an MMO or, well, I haven't had queue times in an MMO for a long time, so I know that Final Fantasy stole quite a bit of the loyal, loyal-ish player base. I can't really call them loyal since they left. <laughs> um, but I'm wondering if they're doing this as a way to try and keep their game relevant while they're kind of reorganizing. Who knows? We can only speculate. I I think that's a fair. <laughs> Fair assessment as well. Uh, I know the player base has been asking for player housing or character housing for a uh, long time. Will we see that in the next expansion? Maybe. It's, you know, one that everybody jumps to <laughs> when a new expansion gets announced. So, yeah. Have they announced a new one yet? They have not. Uh, there has been some leaks and... The general rumor right now is that 10.0 will be uh, focused around dragons and the Dragon Isles. So, based on some of the, the artwork and some of the 
in-game assets that have leaked out in in pre-patch stuff, but you never know, right? I may come back, but I feel like every expansion that I have renewed my subscription for, I have left about six months later going, oh, I'm bored. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm finally done uh, with World of Warcraft. But I, I don't know. I, I do like the, uh, the lore and the story, so I might end up coming back. Uh, we probably should move on to what everybody probably wants to hear about, which is the conspiracies at Denver International Airport. Um, to start off, there's a little bit of background that, uh, we need to share with you all. Um, there, there's two main groups that you kind of need to be no or be aware of, uh, before we go into this. And the first is this idea of the new world order. And this is supposedly a group of elites that, uh, they have these plans to supplant the governments around the world with members of their secret society in order to create a single world government. Um, I, I was kind of looking around the internet, trying to figure out when this started uh, because it just seems wild to me. Um, and the earliest mention that I could find, uh, at least according to the internet, and you always believe what you read on the internet, right? <laughs> Of course. Not like um, just anybody can throw stuff on the internet. Right. Uh, the earliest theory was uh, around the time that the Papal uh, states were formed in Rome, uh, Vatican City and whatnot, um, people began to worry that the Pope would seize power and kind of run the government uh, as kind of a theocracy. And so the... It, it, best I can tell, that's kind of where the roots of the New World Order comes from. Um, and if you go down the weird, wild, like, rabbit hole of QAnon and all the weird stuff that people are putting on the internet these days, the Pope is always in the middle of it. So, yeah. Um, and then another thing about New World Order, uh, besides trying to supplant everything is um, some believe that uh, the group in charge of this is tied to a certain German political party of the 1940s, of which we shall not name because we do not <laughs> want to be deplat or, uh, displatformed, deplatformed. The party that shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, people believe that the New World Order is a fascist uh, nationalist organization. So... Interesting. <clears throat> um, I know. So just seeing the new world order in like pop culture. Um, a while ago, there was a really popular book series that got made into movies called the Da Vinci Code. Um, and that kind of touched on the Illuminati, which uh, is something I've always been kind of fascinated with. It's It's one of those things where if it's not real, there's a whole lot of confirmation bias <laughs> because you right. start to read up on it and you're like, oh, there's like triangles everywhere. You know, like, why is there this random pyramid on the back of the dollar bill with an all seeing eye on top of it? <laughs> and the, the more uh, observant of you, if anybody's watching the, the video version, will notice that there's a spiraling triangle in our video background. So... <laughs> Anyway, that's it. Illuminati confirmed they've hijacked our feed. Yep, <laughs> wasn't me. I, I did definitely didn't put that on there. It's it's not artistic at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Illuminati um, was originally a secret society formed to combat uh, superstition and obscure. How do you say this word? Obscurantism. I, I was trying to figure out how to <laughs> say it, but Some I think those, that's it. Obscurantism. 
obscurantism. Yeah, makes sense. I had to look it up because uh, it was weird. So what it means is a way to present information in a way that prevents further questioning. Uh, So kind of like what every modern politician does on a day-to-day basis. Um, And then also they were formed to uh, exert religious influence over the state and state overreach. And supposedly, uh, like I said, this is the society that is behind the New World Order, uh, has links to the Freemasons, the Knights Templar, which is where the Da Vinci Code comes in, and so many other secret societies. I mean, it's all connected, right? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Da Vinci Code, but if, if you've watched Nicolas Cage's masterpiece of National Treasure, that was all about oh, so Knights good, Templar man. and Illuminati as well. So good. Or was that Freemasonry? I was the Templar treasure, which then, because the, I think in that uh, movie, and actually I've heard this in a lot of other stories as well, the Knights Templar were associated with the Freemasons, right? Because you had the Templar treasure, the Freemasons designed the Temple of Solomon where it was hid, and then they were like the keepers of the treasure. And uh, Knights Templar kind of shifted into the Freemasons. Right, And I mean, it's definitely, you start looking at some of the actual real world people that belong to the Freemasons and you're like, wow, (laughs) there's, there's some very powerful, very important people that are caught up in the, in the Freemasons and the supposed new world order. It's kind of interesting. There... Yeah, I mean, I know we're kind of going into different waters, but I mean, our founding fathers here in America were, for the most part, all all Masons. And a lot of presidents have, have been, a lot of businessmen. Anyway. Well. So does the do the Freemasons link back into the Denver airport? Were they involved in the construction? Well, <laughs> um, or am I jumping ahead? You're Spoiler kind of alert. Jumping ahead. <laughs> uh, so, so we'll go into some of the strangest theories that they have. Uh, one of them is that the Denver airport is an international, like Illuminati headquarters. That's where they're going to launch this new world order. And, um, one of the one of the things about this uh, this conspiracy theory is the uh, the cornerstone was done by the Grand Masons Lodge of Denver, and if you go to any public building anywhere, you'll see a cornerstone with the uh, with the compass and um, square and compass. I think that's their symbol, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, done and so a lot of people look at that and go oh there it it had to have been and then that and i'm gonna have to look it up but uh there no i i think i got it i'll i'll check it in a second um on this cornerstone this cornerstone time capsule where they laid did the uh, cornerstone ceremony which the the freemasons do or the Masons uh, do for most tax-funded buildings. Um, it says that the uh, the building was made or sponsored by the New World Airport Organization or something along those lines. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. And if you look them up, they don't exist. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Um, the official DIA website basically says that um, it, it was a conglomeration of local businesses that helped uh, make up the difference because the uh, the airport cost so much went so much far over budget that these local businesses that would benefit from an airport put forward a lot of money and um, they didn't want any one business to have their name. And they're like, oh, we're in the New World and it's an airport. Let's just call ourselves the New World Airport something or other. And so it, it, it 
personally, uh, if it isn't the Illuminati and the Masons and all of that stuff, uh, I think that this business conglomeration just did it to mess with us. <laughs> Maybe. I never put it past someone to have a, a sense of humor. So, yeah. So, uh, we'll kind of go more into the Illuminati headquarters a little bit later. But, uh, so yeah, the, the Masons, uh, between the New World Airport or like organization, the uh, cornerstone with the Mason symbol, and all of that stuff. It's kind of what they were going for, or what they think, or where this started, something like that. <clears throat> um yeah so let's see so talked a little bit about the time capsule did we talk about the blue horse yet? we have not talked about blucifer yet blucifer that's his, that's right that's what they call that thing <laughs> have you ever flown into uh dia um, I have, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> so, okay. and it was only once. Well, no, I've been, I've been there twice anyway. Yeah. Twice. Um, so. yeah, the, the, the horse statue, it, I don't know very many people that love it. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of theories about it and that's, uh, it's really creepy. Um, basically it's this giant blue horse rearing up on two legs and it's got these red um like neon light eyes that shine out on <laughs> into the traffic and it is creepy looking um adam just put a picture up on the screen <laughs> it is oh man anyway it's very creepy and very demonic. So, um, yeah, so I guess maybe I'll just uh, talk about this for a second here. Yeah. So, uh, like you said, it's called Blucifer. Well, that's not like the official name, but <laughs> it is uh, kind of a nod to uh, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. It was made by an artist named Luis Jimenez. It's loosely based on another sculpture called Mesteño, uh, which is located at the University of Oklahoma. Uh, the statue is painted blue and, like Steve said, has red neon eyes that are actually fairly bright. If you're looking at the picture in the video, they're not just, you know, glowing. They look like laser beams. But um, <clears throat> So there's a, a description on the statue that says it's a nod to the free spirit of the West. Right, it's supposed to be a blue Mustang uh, after the wild Mustang horses, and the glowing eyes uh, was a way for the artist to give a nod to um, their father that owned a neon sign shop. And so, there's a lot of theories that got started when um, a piece of the horse's head fell on the artist while he was working on it, and the artist did not survive the injuries from Lucifer's head. Uh, so his son ended up finishing the installation of the art to kind of honor his, his father, Luis and what he had started. And so because of that, and just the way that uh, the horse looks, <laughs> the most common theory is that it is possessed uh, by the devil or some demon and uh, is a little, current resting location of one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse until such time as it uh, comes time for him to burst forth and rain death and destruction upon the land i have to admit uh, this picture is doing a lot of justice if i saw a demon ride into battle on that thing i just give up i just raise my hand and say You're, yeah we're good <laughs> it is creepy looking every time i see a picture of it especially at night like this one is uh that johnny cash song ghost riders in the sky starts playing in my head oh yeah 
Uh, that's a fair. <laughs> that's a fair assessment. <laughs> anyway, all right, we're gonna take that off the screen because uh, he's freaky looking. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, um, this seems to be less conspiracy, more paranormal theory. I don't know. Can you make a di- distinction between the two? Yeah. I think conspiracy is uh, paranormal stuff can be a conspiracy if somebody in authority is trying to cover it up is how I would say. Okay. So I guess it kind of fits. I, I really, <laughs> I love this one just because there's been so many jokes about that stallion since it was uh, installed. Um, and it's got such a strange history. I mean, the fact that part of it collapsed on the artist. Um, I looked up exactly how uh, the artist died, and I don't want to like discredit him or this uh, awesome statue or anything like that by sharing like horror stories. But I guess it fell on his leg and like cut his artery, Ugh. and yeah. it just a super fluke accident. Um, and uh yeah good on his sons for putting it up and good on the airport for keeping it there um do i think that it's possessed by his spirit or the spirit of a demon no but it is creepy 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 i don't know and maybe you believe that it is possessed by the demons <laughs> and all of that i don't know <laughs> I I don't think so. I think uh, if that were true, then the uh, unfortunate demise of the artist would not have been the last. It was caused by the possessed statue. So That is a very solid point. At least, I mean, I haven't heard of anything since that. Anyway. I don't know. That, that's something that I didn't think to look at is because I know there's been like weird accidents and stuff there because the statue's right off of Pena Boulevard. Oh, the Pena family. Uh, remind me to talk to them about them at the end of the show. But it's right there as you enter the airport. And so everybody passes it. So technically, <laughs> you could say traffic accidents or anything like that could be attributed to it but i think that's just because it's got creepy red eyes that stare in tra- into traffic maybe that's what the demon is doing now it's yeah. causing traffic accidents maybe or maybe it's latching on to fearful flyers and there's a portal to gremlins sorry <laughs> wrong paranormal theory uh <laughs> Anyway, the, the next one uh, on our strange theory list is uh, Illuminati headquarters. And we kind of touched on this with the cornerstone. Um, so as I had said, the, the, the time capsule was placed in the cornerstone of the building. Um, and the cornerstone ceremony was overseen by the Grand Mason Lodge of Denver. Um, and, and through popular culture, the, the the Masons are often linked with the Illuminati uh, through movies such as National Treasure, books such as uh, Da Vinci Code, uh, Skull and Bones. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that kind of make these uh, these links. Uh, it, it'll come to me later. But uh, three main reasons that this is very popular uh, theory. Um, the first one, the budget for the airport was a certain amount and the actual cost to finish it was a huge amount because they kept running into a lot of issues, a lot of, uh, a lot of engineering problems because it, at the time of construction, this airport was top of the line. A lot of new technology went into it and with new technology comes a lot of, uh, trouble shooting. <laughs> yep. But because of this discrepancy and, uh, donations and, construction companies that had to eat their profits in order to rebuild certain things and whatnot. Um, not everything was disclosed. 
And so people latch onto this and go, oh, where did the money come from? It came from the Illuminati. It came from the Mason Lodge. <laughs> it came from the New World Order. Like they all shoved money in here so that they could build whatever that is that they're doing down there and all of that. Um, yeah. It was a Templar treasure. Uh, right. <laughs> that, that would be cool. It all Maybe fits. it's in the tunnels. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um the second main reason why this one's a big thing is at the time of construction, um, there were a lot of hangars and administrative buildings and things that uh, sat empty. Uh, whenever you have a brand new construction project, buildings sit empty. But they thought that um, people had thought that they had seen people accessing them and running meetings and whatnot. So you have these unnamed, unmarked, for all intents and purposes, unoccupied buildings that have business going on in them. And so you've got the money issue and you have these buildings that don't exist yet, but people can see that they exist. So they exist in reality, but not on paper going, huh, what's going on in those buildings? <laughs> hmm. Um, and then the th- third reason why this kind of took off is uh there there were rumors uh i couldn't find anything to to say if it was true or not i saw this uh rumor on a travel and leisure website which i thought was kind of interesting uh but the first couple buildings were supposedly built out of code which means they couldn't be occupied and um one website said that uh the construction company, rather than spending time on a budget on a project that was already behind schedule, um, didn't tear them down and just built the new buildings on top of them. And then the other one basically said that the Illuminati bought these buildings that weren't up to code so that they could make them into their super secret underground bunkers and the airport <laughs> is built on top of them. So those are the three main reasons why it's very common to believe that the Illuminati is, it has their headquarters here in Denver, uh, just because of the weirdness of the, everything that I just said, I'm not going to go over it again. I mean, individually you can pick them apart kind of easily, but when you lay it all out together, I mean, that's how a lot of conspiracy theories are, right? You start to put things side by side and together they paint a picture that is just suspicious enough <laughs> that uh, makes people start to question. So uh, you, when you point out, you know, the, the budget and the secret, you know, buildings in the, in the basement and all of that, it does make you think a little bit, but I don't know. Right, I, it doesn't I help understand. that the Freemasons are uh, involved, and their uh, association with the Illuminati is always kind of fuzzy. Anyway, even right. though there's a legitimate reason for them to be involved in the construction here, they have kind of a murky past that adds to it. Anyway, I think I kind of talked over you there for a second. Sorry. Oh no, you're good. I was just agreeing with you as you were saying. I we're, we're not as um rehearsed tonight we're stepping on each other's toes a little bit but just makes it more conversational right yeah i honestly think it's just because we're both kind of excited about what we're talking about and nerding out a little <laughs> bit but that's besides the point it is <clears throat> um anyway so moving on because we still got uh, some other things to cover one of which is the artwork which i'm really excited about but uh, before that, uh, so there's a tunnel system, um, you know, moving on from these supposed underground buildings for the Illuminati headquarters. There's also a tunnel system. Um, it was kind of an engineering nightmare at the time. It had a really cool futuristic idea of making a fully automated system to deliver luggage to different concourses and stuff without having to use people to you know, transport the luggage all the way uh, across the airport. It was pretty large in scale. 
and had a ton of moving parts. And because of the amount of money that went into this and the continuing budget issues that we've already talked about, um, many people believed that the tunnels were actually underground bunkers being built by, you know, these new world order dignitaries posing as engineers so that they could, uh, have a comfortable place from which to watch the world burn before uh, establishing their new world order. Um, And then in addition to that, there's gargoyles in the baggage claim area, which are said to point to the secret tunnels uh, for those that know how to follow their guiding gestures. Uh, Supposed camera and audio surveillance devices not owned by the airport Denver police Homeland Security or TSA are attached to the gargoyles. Have you seen the pictures of the little luggage gargoyles? They're actually kind of cute. I have not. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. If if my memory serves me right, it's like, uh, they look like your classic Notre Dame gargoyles and they're like sitting on pieces of lost luggage and whatnot. Uh, Google's telling me it's called Nor- Notre Denver. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of cute. Kind of freaky looking faces, though. Yeah. I, 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 what gargoyles really are cute, though? <laughs> In all honesty. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Let me, uh, I can bring one of these up pretty quick. Here he is. Sitting in a, in a suitcase. <laughs> So, yeah, he's sticking his tongue out at you. Neener, neener, I got your luggage. It's, it, I think they're kind of clever. Um, <laughs> official sources on DIA basically say that they're, uh, they were put there kind of as uh, to protect people from losing their luggage. But <laughs> I, I, they're kind of fun. Yeah, makes sense. <clears throat> I guess I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it works. I, I, I've never Maybe. lost luggage coming into Denver. I have only lost it leaving Denver, and I don't know. Maybe it's because of those fancy Illuminati bunker tunnels. <laughs> Maybe. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we talk about the artwork yeah uh so the last very popular um conspiracy theory uh kind of fits in with everything else except for the the horse except for the blue horse um but if you've ever been in denver international airport in the main terminal there's uh there's a series of paintings there's four of them i think i read they were done by an artist named uh leo tanguma and the uh oh that's up on the stream stream now um basically he wanted to tell a story about how humans um for so long we only wanted uh what was best for ourselves and not really reaching out to anybody else and so we were exploitive and we caused all these issues. So the one that is on the stream, I don't know if it's still there, but the one that's on the stream, mm-hmm. uh, it, it kind of shows um, industry, like the uh, people coming in and spoiling the land and like industry taking over as the native populations were like pushed aside um, in it. You can kind of see, like people in graves, you can see people pushed aside as the as the new European people came in and um, kind of took over. Um, do you have the other three by chance, or um, I have two others. I don't have the other half of this one. Um, okay, but I do have. The other two. So I have this one with the soldier and the saber. Okay. Uh, this, uh, the painting that's on the screen now, um, it 
depicts like a fascist nationalistic uprising. Um, and you can see, I think it's children kind of cowering from his sword as he pierces a dove. Um, and like symbolism of dove, dove is a symbol of peace, whatnot. So he's coming in and uh, piercing the symbol of, uh, of the dove. And the, the two panels that you basically showed are the ones that most conspiracy theories like really latch onto. Um, they, they yeah. claim that it's <laughs> depicting uh, a fascist uprising, genocide, industrial pollution, like the uh, destruction of the world um, and all of that. And they, they say that the artist either knew about the uh, the New World Order that was going to rise out of the uh, depths of Denver International Airport or was a member himself or any or something like that and um, that he he wanted to make people aware because D- Denver did not do a good job of making the panels um, seem like one big piece of artwork they're they're separated. <laughs> all over the terminal so you don't get the whole story uh the last one that's up right now is supposed to be the final panel uh according to the artist it, it was to show the people throwing off like the overconsumption, everything that's holding us down and making us rise up against each other and uh living together and kind of showing the peace and whatnot um, this is the one that people say depicts like the rise of the new world order right like actually throwing uh, off the fascist government and <clears throat> yeah, possibly a new world of uh, new world and peace. peace and hope overthrowing the fascists and rising together. I mean, when you look at the, uh, at these panels all together, you can see what the artist was going for but when you look at them out of context you can totally see <laughs> yeah why people would believe that uh, that the, the illuminati or the fascist regime or whatnot was going to rise up and overthrow everything right yeah it's i mean artwork is extremely subject to interpretation anyway <laughs> mm-hmm. so the, the artwork itself is is really well done the you know, from a like a technical ability, excellent painting, um, and I I like the style of it, of that mural artwork and everything. It's like you said, it the fact that they're separated all over the place instead of in one long like left to right progression, kind of adds to the confusion and. I think if it was just the paintings, people wouldn't really give it a second thought. They would be like, oh, that's a weird piece of art, like a lot of art is. <laughs> but you throw it in there with all of the other theories we've talked about, and it I mean it it's easy to interpret it as supporting some of these theories. Yeah. Um, before we weigh in on our thoughts on the theories, um one of my buddies, uh, he goes by the name of Zoo Exhibit uh, on Twitter. He wanted me to share one of his favorites, and it's uh, it's from Denver's old mayor, uh, Frederico Pena. Uh, and if you live in Denver, you'll know that Pena Boulevard is kind of a freeway-style road that gets out to the airport. And... Um, the, the thing is, the airport, if you've been, is not in Denver. It's not super easy to get to. It's like a piece of annex property way outside of the city limits. You have to go through basically two other towns to get to it, but it's still considered part of Denver. And he just wanted me to share with everybody that uh, Mayor Pena... Uh, before he was mayor, when he first moved to Colorado, bought up a bunch of land in the area. 
around where the airport is now and um, bought it for cheap to hold on to it, kind of an investment thing. And then while he was mayor, when the airport was announced, um, he petitioned the city council to incorporate the land that he owned to build the land, build the airport on his land and then pay top dollar for his land. So he basically, (laughs) according to the conspiracy theory, like he bought all this farmland and then he basically used his power to, um, to sell the land that he bought that wasn't going to be developed anytime soon to Denver in order to build this airport (laughs) so that he could make a quick buck. Um, I don't know the validity. He just, he shared that with me and I kind of went, I I could see it. I could see somebody doing something like that. Yeah. I mean, as far as conspiracy theories goes, that one is a hundred percent believable. People do that all the time, (laughs) especially politicians. So, so is it ethical? No. Is it illegal? Yeah. It's a gray area unfortunately, but yeah. So those are the most common, most popular. And, uh, with the mayor Pena, the most believable, um, <laughs> like I said, I, I haven't validated the Pena story. Um, I know that there were a lot of issues with that. Um, everything that I found was, when I was looking up, is it true? Is it true? Is it true? Uh, basically was saying it's because he was the first Hispanic mayor of Denver. Uh, it's because he used to be in Bill Clinton's cabinet, like there, a whole bunch of issues on like trying to discredit him politically. So it could be a conspiracy that was trying to discredit him, but you never know. So I did want to put that out there in case any of his sons or daughters or anybody stumbles across this i'm not blaming your dad for something (laughs) i don't know the story i'm just putting it out there yeah sometimes coincidences are just coincidences right anyway validity demon horse i'm gonna go no again no Good story. Yeah. But not real. Cool statue. Mm-hmm. Very like heavy metal. I like it. <laughs> um Okay. Illuminati headquarters. Um Illuminati headquarters. No. There are better places and there's even better places that are close by to the airport Illuminati involvement. I'm not going to say one way or the other. <laughs> What's do I think what it's headquarters? You? No. Um, do I think that there's a lot of strange financial and, and like engineering and super secret stuff going on underneath there? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just put it at that. There, maybe there is some buildings down there. Maybe there is some like strange code stuff, but I don't believe that is the headquarters of a New World Order super secret Illuminati organization that's going to rise and cause a mass genocide or whatnot. If I was building a secret uh, underground complex to survive the end of the world and I was building it in Colorado, it would not be in Denver. Mm-mm. Be uh to the north northwest. Is that where Cheyenne Mountain is from Denver? Uh that's southwest. Southwest. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It'd be in that general vicinity, just just saying. <laughs> it depends on the apocalyptic situation. Uh I'm gonna go off on a limb and say that most countries that have nuclear weapons know that NORAD's based in Cheyenne Mountain. Yeah. And that might actually be a target. Yeah, I don't know how effective they would be at uh, destroying it, but I don't think at all. I, I watched a <laughs> I watched a Discovery Channel episode on it. It's built on giant shock springs and built underneath a mountain. They hollowed out a mountain 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I mean, the Stargate's in there, so you can escape to the Alpha site, right? That's right. And <laughs> one of the Space Forces um, lands are there, so you could uh, launch to Mars. There you go. You know. Um, <clears throat> all right. So we, t- we gave our score on the horse and the headquarters. What's next? Uh, bunkers, tunnel bunkers. This one I think could be plausible. Um, I don't think that that was the original intention. Um, I believe that they were trying to create a like an underground tram system for luggage and not only luggage, but moving other stuff around, right? Um, other gear and parts and whatever. Um, I think, though, that since that didn't come to fruition, you got a big underground area. It's perfectly reasonable that there could be some type of... Um, stuff in place for you know maybe it's if you have somebody important that happens to be at the airport when there's an attack that's just kind of where they are designated as where they're supposed to go to be safe if that qualifies as a bunker i'm gonna say probable um for two main reasons if anything ever happens to Washington, D.C., at least last time I looked it up, Denver is going to be the new national capital, um, which means they would need a space outside of the city with ease of access to host dignitaries, foreign people and whatnot, away from the public eye. Um, there was a lot of earth moved that just doesn't seem um like it would just be for this uh, super highway for luggage right i mean they they eventually fixed that and it is a pretty neat system they only scrapped maybe half of it to make it work um but i'm gonna say probable just because of the location Ease of access to the uh, to the federal building. Ease of access to the uh, mint. Ease of access to the governor's mansion, which um, is supposedly supposed to be the new White House if the old one gets destroyed. Yeah, you make some excellent points. So, all right, and. Um, I, I need to look up his name, Leo Tanguma, and his art depicting the end of the world with a fascist uprising and all of that. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that, yeah, I'm going to go no with the qualifier that if there is some type of conspiracy, the artwork was not supposed to be part of it. I'm going to say that if there is a conspiracy and the artist got wind of it, he may have just decided to (laughs) depict it in his painting. Or maybe he, you know, I don't know what theories were uh, common back when it was being built, but if people had already started whispering about conspiracy, Maybe he saw it as a fun way to try and incorporate some of that into the murals. I think it's a coincidence. Looking at the pictures again, it's been a while since I've actually stopped and looked at them in person. The fascist that rose, he's got an old Prussian war helm from like the industrial revolution. So like, World War One Germany, and I think it's just a depiction of the history. 
<laughs> and how we need to join together to actually work as a single entity rather than against each other to better each like to best each other and instead work together to better each other. I think it's a political piece of art that has nothing to do with conspiracy. It's just uh, there to share a thought and an emotion. Yeah. I mean, you're probably right. And it's, it's cool artwork. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. And then the last one, the one from uh, zoo exhibit, uh, Mayor Pena, basically be oh, beating yeah. the system to annex the land for personal and political gain. Um, I mean, I don't know all of the details in the timeline, um, but just based on the information that has that you've shared. I'm going to say of all of them, that's probably the most probable. But I mean, who knows without all of the information? I'm 50 50 on it. I believe that it's completely plausible. But I also know that. There's a lot of jerks that will do anything to discredit anybody in power that's different from them. And it kind of feels like a story based on half-truths in order to ruin somebody politically. It's definitely possible. <clears throat> so, so, or maybe I'm just putting today's slant on it. I mean, we are talking about the 1990s. <laughs> we were definitely a lot more cordial to each other. Before the internet was more popular. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else to add on our uh, Denver conspiracies? Mm, I don't think so. <clears throat> I think we covered everything pretty well. All righty. Um, I, I guess that means we'll close today's show with our little mindfulness moment, our little thought of the day that we like to do. And I've pulled this one off of a website that I didn't write down, so I can't give credit. I'm sorry if this is your quote. <laughs> write the show, let me know, and I'll give you the proper credit in the show notes. But the quote is, change your thoughts and you will change your world. And... Um, I picked it before I even really read the show notes uh, and realized how deep we were going to go into like the thought of conspiracy. But <laughs> I really like this one because uh, I, I know myself, I, I'm constantly bombarded with these negative thoughts, these thoughts of um, what, what other people think about me. What are they thinking? What are they doing? And like, I, I beat myself down with these, thoughts that kind of hold me back and I notice when I actually ignore the negative thoughts and kind of embrace the positives my life just gets so much better and I, I feel like there's nothing but a big climb going upwards um, when I when I change my personal thoughts so I, I just added that in a little anecdote because I think it's important to try to see the glass half full and eventually the glass will fill up. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, we, I've heard several variations on this quote, but they all boil down to the same thing, right? Whether it's change your thoughts and you'll change the world or be the change you want to see in the world or you know, whatever it all boils down to, you have to have that positive, growth mindset before you can actually enact a meaningful change. And then the flip side of that is if you want to enact meaningful change, you need to develop a positive mental outlook. So. Awesome. All right. Well, that uh, does it for this episode. Uh, join us next week as we go faster, higher, stronger in our salute to the Winter Olympics. 
See you then. Without the steroids. (laughs) 